Hi and welcome to our latest One Church podcast. Our vision is to encourage, equip and empower you to discover a life-changing relationship with God. We hope this message will inspire you to discover your full potential. Thanks for listening. Next Sunday, we as a family are inviting you all to our house after the service for lunch. Um, we're, not, we're not putting lunch on for you. You bring your own lunch. But we're just going to open up our house and just have a great time together. Hopefully the sun will be shining. We'll get the fire pit on and the, the s'mores and the, and the kids can come and just hang out. Let's just have a great time together as a family. It's a great opportunity, church, for me to be able to show my, my golfing awards that I'm going to win on the, the Friday. I would like. I would really like to display them for you all. <laughs> it's prophetic. It's pathetic. <laughs> okay, let's pray before we open God's word. Thank you, Jesus, that you are here, that you are in the room. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come and open your word together as a family. Lord, as we read your word, we just pray that it would grow us, Lord, to be more like Jesus, that it would stretch us, that it would challenge us, Lord, that it was that encourage us to change, Lord, to be more like Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that we would be encouraged, that we would be, um, that we would lean in this morning to this word, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch the hearts of who need to hear it the most, Lord. I believe this is a word for everyone. And Lord, I just pray that we will receive it with open hands and open hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's um, turn in our Bibles to Mark 8, verse 11. Mark 8, verse 11. It'll be on the screen. The Pharisees came and began to question Jesus. To test him, they asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said, Why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Then he left them, got back in the boat and crossed to the other side. The title of my message this morning is Looking for a sign? Take my word for it. Take my word for it. I want to talk today to those who have been waiting for a sign whether it's a job, a house, a relationship, or your finances, whether it's who you're going to marry, what your future looks like, or what retirement looks like. We've all done it. We've all prayed that prayer. God, if you are who you say you are, give me a sign. God, if I'm moving in the right direction, give me a sign. If I'm moving in the wrong direction, give me a sign. If that's you this morning, this message is for you. Because God is not going to give you one more sign until you take his word for it. Turn to someone and say, take his word for it. All the signs you need are in his word. For those that aren't paying attention at the back. <laughs> Were you reiterating that point? Somebody needed to hear it twice. All the signs you need are in God's word. All the decisions you need to make, all the choices you need to take, all the instructions you need to seek are in God's word. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Feet and paths are two completely different things. Your feet is what's going to get you to where you're going, but your path is the direction that you're going to take. Two very different things. And we need God's word for both. But what so often happens is we take God's word for one and not the other. We ask God to light our feet and then we choose our own path. We ask God to light our feet and keep us safe or we ask God to light our feet and stop us from stumbling but then we choose our own path. And then when we get lost, we ask for a sign. But if you are using God's word to light your feet and your path, you don't need a sign. If you are listening to God's word, obeying God's word and applying God's word, he will light your feet and your path, which means you don't need another sign. And that's exactly what Jesus, why Jesus was so frustrated with the Pharisees. It says, he sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Jesus refused to give his, these people another sign because they wanted one and not the other. They wanted a light for their feet, but they weren't willing to follow him. They wanted another sign, but they weren't willing to obey his teachings. But if your faith in Jesus is attached to signs and wonders, you'll only follow him for what he can do, not for who he is. If your faith in Jesus is attached to signs and wonders, you'll only follow him for what he can do, not for who he is. These Pharisees wanted his miracles, but they weren't willing to accept him as the son of God. And the reason we know this is because this confrontation happens straight after Jesus feeds 4,000 people with seven loaves and a few fish. What bigger sign do you need? Yet they still wouldn't believe and continue to ask for a sign. Where are you demanding a sign? Where are you asking God to show up and prove himself today? A few weeks ago, it was my nephew's birthday and because it was his first birthday, my sister Chloe wanted to take the family on a trip to SeaWorld. Now, anyone who knows Jillian and I knows that our sense of direction is horrific. So as soon as we jumped in the car, we put the address, the first thing we did, we put the address into the sat-nav. And I remember being very specific about the address because there's a sea world in North, North Queens Ferry, but there's also a sea world in Ballock near Loch Lomond. So once we put the address in, it gave us the route, told us how many miles it was and, and what time we were going to arrive there. So we headed off and followed the sat-nav. I listened to every instruction, followed every turn and obeyed every direction. We were on schedule, all was going well. But after a while, and after a while we were only a few miles away, but I remember at some point after a while I realised I made the decision that we don't need the sat-nav anymore. The closer we got to SeaWorld, I thought we don't need the sat-nav anymore. We're almost there. 
And I stopped listening to the sat-nav and I started looking for signs. I thought to myself, we're nearly there, we don't need a sat-nav. So I stopped listening to the directions and I started looking for a sign. But in doing so, I missed our cut-off and took the wrong road. Ended up down the wrong road. But here's the thing, I did not need a sign all I had to do was continue to listen to the instructions. All I had to do was keep listening to the satnav's voice and being obedient to the directions. And I thought, how many times as Christians do we reach a point in our journey when we stop following God's instructions? When we think we've almost arrived, arrived we're almost there and we stop re reading our Bibles. I'm almost there and we stop praying. Instead of obeying his voice, we start looking for signs. But some of you here this morning are so busy looking for a sign that you haven't done the last thing God asked you to do. I believe God wants to say this morning, stop looking for signs and take my word for it. Stop looking for signs and keep obeying my word. Stop looking for signs and keep following my voice. Because as soon as signs and wonders become the focus, we'll get lost. We'll get lost, church. The Pharisees were so focused on another sign, they ignored what Jesus was teaching. Essentially what they were saying is, your word isn't good enough. Your promise isn't good enough. What we need is another sign. We all do it. We all do it. God, give me a sign, then I'll believe. Give me a sign, then I'll trust you. Give me a sign, then I'll give you my tithes and offerings. Give me a sign, then I'll say yes. Give me a sign, then I'll step up to the plate. I know you gave me a child when I couldn't get pregnant. I know you gave me a job when I wasn't qualified. I know you saved my marriage. I know you healed me from cancer. I know you saved me from addiction, but give me one more sign and I'll believe. If that's you this morning, God is saying, take my word for it. Because every single person here this morning has already seen God show up in their life. Whether you're a Christian or not, whether you've been in church for 10 minutes or 10 years, we've all seen God move in our lives. The problem isn't whether God can give you another sign. The problem is when he gives you a sign, do you recognise it was him? Do you give God the credit? How many times does he have to prove himself? How many times does he have to show up and flex his power? How many times before we give him the glory, before we give him the praise and honour he deserves. Because if our relationship with Jesus is based on signs and wonders, we'll constantly need a bigger one. If our faith is based on miracles, we'll constantly need a bigger one. And God is saying, if you can't see me in the everyday small things, you'll never see me in the miracle. If you can't see me in creation, if you can't see me in your kids, if you can't see me in your job, your friends, and your finances, 
You'll never see me when I feed 5,000. If you can't see me here and now, you'll never see me when I still the storm and walk in water. If you can't see me every day in your life, you'll never see me when I defeat death and raise from the grave. Because the problem isn't the size of the sign. The problem is the size of our recognition. How much do you recognise God in your everyday life? Because I think if we're honest, we give more recognition to science and nature than we do God's word. We give more recognition to human ability than we do God's word. But before there was anything, Gary, it was God's word that created the sun, moon and stars. It was God's word that created day and night. It was God's word that created land and sea. And it's the same spirit-filled word that God has given you and I to light our paths. But so often, it's not enough. Instead of trusting his word, we look for a sign. If you feel lost this morning, if you feel confused and overwhelmed, if you feel abandoned or surrounded, it's time to look, stop looking for a sign and take God's word for it. Take God's word for it. It's time to believe that he is who he says he is. It's time to believe his promise. It's time to know that he will finish what he started. Because a sign isn't any good in the dark. What you need is a light. What you need is a light. God's word is a lamp to our feet and to our path. Signs are great. I have had so many God-given signs throughout my life. But if you are not standing in God's word, as soon as the light goes out, you'll be lost. You'll be lost. And that's exactly what happened to Thomas. Thomas was a disciple who followed Jesus for three years. He's seen more signs than all of us put together. But as soon as Jesus was crucified, he was lost. Because his faith was short-sighted. Short-sightedness is when you're so focused on what's in front of you, you can't see what's up ahead. It's when you're so focused on your circumstances, you can't see your future. You can't see the bigger picture. And that's where Thomas found himself. He was so focused on the fact that Jesus, the Son of God, had just been crucified. He couldn't see a way forward because he forgot God's promise. He wasn't standing on God's promise, so he couldn't see the bigger picture. Even when his friends came to him and said, Thomas, Thomas, Jesus is alive and well. He couldn't believe it. Instead of remembering God's promise and standing on God's word, he demanded a sign. Turn with me to John 20, verse 19. I'm going to read a, a chunk of scripture. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the, the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. 
after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. Verse 24. Now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord, my God. Then Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. Amen. Here we see Jesus appear to the disciples on two occasions after his death and resurrection. But for years I've never noticed the difference between these two encounters. The first time he appears, Thomas isn't with him. So Jesus gives the disciples a sign. He says, peace be with you. And Jesus shows them his nail-pierced hands and the scars on his side. But the second time he appears, Thomas is with them. And Jesus knows how much he's doubting. He knows how much disbelief he's in. So Jesus takes it a step further. Instead of giving Thomas a sign, He gives Thomas a touch. He says, put your finger here. Reach out your hand and touch my side. The first encounter is a sign. The second encounter is a touch. Can you see how this responds from Thomas? A disciple who's been following Jesus for three years and seen every miracle, every sign and every wonder is the same response that the Pharisees had when they didn't believe and demanded a sign. The only difference is Thomas was willing to come close to Jesus, close enough to receive a touch. Over the last two months, I've been praying about a particular situation in my own life. And I've been asking God for a sign. I've been begging him for a sign. I've been on my knees asking God for direction. Every day I've been reading his word, saying, God, you're going to have to show me something. You're going to have to give me direction. If my doubt is stopping me, if my fear is blinding me, if my disbelief is causing me to wander, give me a sign, God. And what he showed me through this story of Thomas was, you don't need another sign, Kenny. You need a touch. You need a touch. God's word lights up and becomes a lamp to your feet and your path when you are close enough to Jesus to receive a touch. If you are reading God's word with your head, and it's not touching your heart. It's just a book. 
It's just a book. If you are hearing God's word with intellect, but there's no touch from the Holy Spirit, it's just words on a page. But when you are close enough to Jesus to reach out and touch his nail-pierced hands, when you're close enough to put your hand on his side, that's when the light comes on. That's when God gives you revelation. Thomas was demanding a sign. But his doubt was so deep that Jesus gave him a touch. And some of you have been reading God's word looking for a sign, but nothing's lighting up. It's just words on a page. And God showed me this. If you come close enough to me to touch my hands, if you come close enough to touch my side, if you come closer and touch my scars, you will see that I am the God who saves. I am the God who sticks to his word. I am the God who will never leave you. I am the God who defeated death. If you have been following Jesus from a distance and you are in any doubt this morning, it's time to come close. Reach out and touch him today. It's time to get intimate with Jesus. Because it's one thing to know God's word up here. But head knowledge will never light your path. Intellect will never light your path. Theology and doctrine will never light your path. What we need is intimacy with Jesus. It's only intimacy that can touch his scars. It's only intimacy that can get close enough to feel his love, to feel his peace, to feel his presence. If you have found yourself doubting God recently, if you have found yourself questioning your future, if you have, found, if you have been looking over your shoulder and shouting, God, where are you? It's time to come closer this morning. As the team come back, are you willing to, to, to come closer today. Because just like Thomas, it does not matter how many people tell you that Jesus is alive. It does not matter how many people tell you God has a plan for your life. It doesn't matter how many, how, how many times you hear, God will never leave you. If you don't come close enough to touch him, Signs, wonders and miracles will never be enough. Thomas had been following Jesus for three years. He'd seen everything. He'd seen every sign, wonder and miracle. But what he needed in that time of doubt, what he needed in that time of uncertainty, in that time of fear, was a personal touch from the saviour of the world. If someone who walked and talked and ate with Jesus is capable of doubting the resurrection, if someone who spent every day seeing him heal the sick and raise the dead 
is capable of forgetting God's promise, none of us are beyond doubt. Where have you been waiting for a sign this morning? Are you willing to come closer? Are you willing to get intimate with Jesus? Are you willing to reach out and touch him this morning? What would it look like if you took his word for it? Think about it. What would it look like if you actually believed every word in his Bible? How would your life change? Above all the noise, above all the opinions, above all the voices, above all the doubt, fear and shame, above anxiety, above disappointment and regret, take his word for it. Because he will never let you down. That is what will light your path. That is what will light your feet. Jesus said, blessed is the one who cannot see, yet still believes. Who cannot see the future and still believes. Who cannot join the dots and still believes. Who cannot see a way forward, yet still believes God's word. That old, my own situation that I was talking about, I cannot see a way. I cannot see how the dots can join up. I cannot see how God can use me in that situation. I don't see a future in that. But I am willing to take his word for it. I am willing to step out and believe every word that is written in his book. I believe there are so many people here that are stuck in a situation, they're stuck in a scenario because you're waiting for a sign and God's not going to give you another sign until you take his word for it. Until you believe what he's already told you. Until you do the last thing that he asked you to do. What does that look like this morning for you? Let's stand. If you are here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus. If you've heard about Jesus but you're waiting for a sign. If you've heard that Jesus loves you and you're waiting on a sign, if you've heard that God has a plan for you but you're waiting on a sign, take his word for it. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never let you down. You can make that decision today to give God everything, to surrender your life to Jesus and he will light your feet and light your path. If that's you this morning, I'm going to pray a prayer. And you can pray this prayer in your heart. You can do business with God 
and surrender your life to Jesus today. If that's you, pray this prayer with me. It says this, Thank you, Lord, that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. Thank you that you came and paid the price on a cross and wiped away my sin. Thank you that you paid the price even though I didn't deserve it. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. Thank you that you've forgiven me. Thank you that you accept me just as I am. And I ask that from this moment on, my life will never be the same again. I surrender everything to you and I run to you, Jesus, in your name, amen. And for those who are stuck in a situation where you're waiting for a sign, I'm going to pray a prayer and you can pray this prayer with me because I have been there and I have been in that situation lately but I'm willing to take his word for it. I am willing to stand on his word and allow his word to light my path. Lord, thank you that we don't need another sign that you, if you didn't do another thing in our lives that you have done enough Thank you that you don't need to prove yourself, that you don't need to show up and flex your power ever again, that you have already paid the cost, that you have already showed us the way. So Lord, we step out this morning and we take your word for it and we ask you that you will light our feet and you will light our path and we will step forward in confidence knowing that you are right there with us. Thank you, Jesus, that you do have a plan and purpose for our lives. But we take your word. Lord, don't let us do things on our own strength or go our own way. But let us be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and hear your still small voice. We trust you, God. And we give you everything in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen in. We pray this message has been an encouragement wherever it finds you. If you have found it helpful, why not share it with someone or leave a comment? To find out more and stay connected, you can follow us at One Church Scotland through our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Take care and have a great week.